the poor uh, group of people that that I'm most compelled to serve are those who have a a, a large mission message. They're, they're here. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, Episode 81. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. There's loads of stuff to think about when you're running a live event, isn't there? Yes. Like, you've got to think about the sandwiches. Hang on, what's, what, what is it with you and the sandwiches? Over on the other, other podcast, the email marketing show, mm. you talked about sandwiches yet again? I do like a sandwich. You don't yeah, like sandwiches, I'm not do you? Really, you know, if they're cold, no. It's very bizarre. I, I've got a thing. I really don't like sandwiches. If you want to know more about email marketing and other amazing facts about Rob and I, make sure you go and check out the email marketing show, available on your favourite podcast player. And YouTube. And YouTube these days as well. Mm. How, how lovely they can watch behind the scenes videos of us arsing about. They can. So anyway, back to live events. There is loads of stuff you need to think about. And one of the things that I think we all think about is the logistics and the food and the people and all that stuff. Yeah, getting people in that room. I mean, come on. But actually there's some, some stuff that goes on behind the scenes that's a little bit more high level, a little bit more strategic that I think a lot of people probably don't think about. Okay, high so, level sounds a little bit wanky. What are you talking so about? So they think I'm going to run an event and it's going to be on XYZ topic. Yes. And I know that my next thing is is then to jump to, okay, great. What do I want that to say? What do I want that to say to the people who I want to come and attend? Sure. But actually there's an interesting thing that Steve Olsher had to talk about in this particular episode, which I don't want to ruin right now. So I'm going to let you get to it yourself. Right. But it's the thing that sits behind all of it. Yeah. Steve's it going it go into, something. It really does. And it really gives people a reason to show up. Because one of the big reasons that people don't show up is because they don't have this missing piece of information. Hashtag what a tease. Before mm. we get into any of that, let's go over into Rob's all ever so important quote of the week. Yes, because as they say, a tickle is as strong to a, as a whisper to a broken doorknob. Say it again. A tickle is as strong as a whisper to a broken doorknob. I mean, I'm really feeling that. It's got me right in the feels. I think so. <laughs> I'm loving that. That'll set you I'm up. absolutely right? loving that. That'll set you up. Great stuff. If you want to get all the show notes on today's episode, by the way, once you've listened to it, you'll find them over at blog.responsesweek.com slash 081. Mm, that means you can even read along as you listen to the episode if you want. I mean, why not? It's basically like karaoke, but podcast landish. Let's dive in. Steve Olsha, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm oh, so excited to have you here. We're talking about live events today, something that you have a ton of experience with, with the New Media Summit and other stuff that you've been doing. And I know that you have this sort of thing that all events will either live or die by if they get it right or they get it wrong. What is that thing? Yeah, well, uh, again, appreciate you guys having me on and love talking about live events. I've been doing live events um, for a long time. Actually, the first live event, I guess I technically did was when I DJed in clubs a long time ago and then own, opened my own club. Um, Jesus, that was like, 25, 30 years. I bet that was fun. I bet you've got some sight, Steve. Yeah, man. So uh, nowadays, how I look at live events and really where I believe live events live or die, especially with the proliferation of so many different options from a live event standpoint, um, is if you want to have a successful live event, you just really have to have a very clear, compelling, concise event promise. In other words, people are very clear on what they will leave the event with. It's sort of like the marketing hook, isn't it? If you're writing the sales letter for it, is this the thing that's going to become your headline on a sales page? Or is this more like of an underlying sort of core value of the event? Yeah. You know, I think it's a little bit of both. And the the fact of the matter is that I guess if we're looking at it in terms of a sales page and how that event promise goes back to 
grabbing somebody's attention and really hooking them in. In, in my way of thinking, a really effective headline on a sales page is going to touch more on, on pain, whereas a really powerful event promise is going to touch more on pleasure. Ah, but those two things could be well linked, couldn't they? Because the, the promise, the big promise that is, is going to be the pleasurable thing that helps them overcome that pain. That I'm just like. thinking about this, how this sort of fits into like the dating world. You know, we, we've got these speed dating events. where That's the absolute epitome of you're going because of this big promise. You're going to come along, you're going to meet 400 desperate women. One hopefully. of them might think you're interesting. One of them might not think you're an absolute turd <laughs> wait, and wait, you wait. might end up with a number, right? Let, let's, let, let's, just, let's make this a little more um, uh, applicable for, for, for both sides. I don't want to lose the whole female audience right now. So let's... Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you could meet the man or the woman of your dreams. Yes, there we go. Okay. Very inclusive. Very yeah. inclusive. That's Gotta good. More inclusive there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But for sure, I mean, that, that's a core promise of, of a speed dating sort of environment is you're going to meet people easily, quickly, conveniently, I mean, without, you know, without having headaches, right? Exactly. Of, of the typical dating process. Sure. Are you going to be less lonely more quickly? Love that. Okay. But so, it gets you over the pain of being lonely for a long period of time, not knowing how to do it. it gives you and you've got one really big expectation of like, you, you've got a complete frame around why the heck you're going there, right? It's a very clear event promise. And pretty much, you know, at that point, the burden goes back on, on you in terms of are you going to go out of there with names and numbers or aren't you? And that's why, in addition to the event promise, and we can go deeper into that. I know we just sort of scratched the surface on it. But in addition to that, I really do think that today for an event to thrive, you also have to tie in, uh, as we call it, pre-event training so that when people get to the event, well, number one, they show up for the event because then they can apply what it is that they learned in that pre-event training, but also you're preparing them for how to take full advantage of the time, energy, and resources that they'll be investing to be there with you. I love that. I, I, I want you to think about that, that pre-event training. So this is something that between the time that you register and pay for our ticket or not, and uh, actually attending the event, because one of the concerns with, for all of us event organizers is how many people are going to show up, even whether they've paid or not. And so do you use uh, the pre-event training, a number of training programs, assume they, they get delivered online, do you use them as almost like open loops that are, are going to be fulfilled at the event itself? So to speak. I mean, let, let's use specifics here because uh, I want people to understand when I'm talking about a live event, when I'm in, I've, again, I've done live events for years and years and years, and I've done the multi-speaker events and a lot of people pitching and selling from the stage and, sure. and just pure content events. And so I've done uh, everything that pretty much runs the gamut here. So in the context of what we're talking about here today, we're, we're specifically talking about uh, an event that we do. We've just done our fifth one and we've got our sixth and seventh ones uh, coming up here. It's called the New Media Summit. Mm -hmm. And so the, the core promise of the New Media Summit is that we give 150 attendees the opportunity to meet and pitch and in this case, what I mean by pitch is tell people about who they are and what they do and why they'd be you know, awesome here. And I'll share with, uh, a little bit more about that in a second. But those 150 attendees all take center stage to pitch 40 top podcasters on who they are and what they do. And they literally get booked on the spot. So the core promise of the New Media Summit is you will come there, you will pitch the podcasters, and you will leave with bookings in hand. 
strong. With that, presumably, you've actually sort of got two event promises, don't you? Because you've got an event promise made to the people who are coming to pitch themselves and say, this is me. But also, there's got to be a different promise to the 40 people who are attending, whether they're paid or not, who are attending to get guests on their podcast. That's like the opposite as a promise, isn't it? Do you think about that when you're structuring the whole thing, presumably? Uh, for sure, two different event promises for the for the podcasters, or as we refer to them as the icons of influence, we really elevate. Uh, their, we 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 put them on a uh, on a pedestal, so to speak, right? We really uh, elevate their positioning because, as you know, I and mean, you guys know this. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of podcasters out there, so for us to select forty of them and put them up on this pedestal and position them as an icon of influence, it really builds their credibility, it builds their authority, it allows them to leverage that positioning moving forward. And yeah, the the other side of that coin is for sure, we're going to introduce them to people that the world hasn't heard from a million times. Right. And I don't know about you, but you know, for for me, and I've been doing, you know, I've been doing podcasting since 2009 uh, with the show Reinvention Radio. And then I've got another show called Beyond Eight Figures that we launched uh, about 18 months ago. It's to be honest, it's easy to share the stories of people that you already know. Like, you know, I mean, the usual suspects, we don't have to go through their names, but getting those people onto a show, it's not as difficult as you might think. And you know who they are. Finding the people that the world hasn't heard from a million times, that's challenging. And so, people who are not on the circuit, yeah. Yeah. And, and from an event promise standpoint for the icons of influence are saying to them, hey, we're going to introduce you to stories that you can feature on your show that no one is going to hear anywhere else or people aren't going to hear a million other times. Right. Like that in and of itself, for sure, uh, is, a, is, is a pretty powerful event promise for them, too. Yeah. I mean, you have a really big, very deliverable event promise. You're going to show up, you're going to pitch yourself for two minutes. And at the end of it, you are absolutely going to leave with bookings to appear on podcasts. Very deliverable. But for many of us, there's not such an absolute attainable, solid outcome. So how can we go about sort of structuring our event promise? What are the techniques we can use to start uncovering that and then positioning it? Well, I respectfully disagree. Um, in that I believe that every event can have a very powerful and compelling event promise. Right. So let's, let's take that off the table and just assume that we can figure out what that event promise is. I do believe that every event has it. It's just a matter of ferreting it out and being very clear on what it is. Right. So that said, what I, what I know to be true is that if you're doing an event just for having, an, you know, for, for event's sake, so to speak, that's not going to be, um, you're not going to be as, as fired up to create that event and to do what it takes in order to bring that event to fruition and then massive amount of time, energy, and resources that have to go into making that event compelling for you as an organizer unless you're doing it for you know, it, like altruistic reasons and, and you're just simply doing it as a nonprofit and you want to raise money and this, that, and the other. But nevertheless, you, know, you, you still need to start with what I call and what you would call and what everybody in this world would call the offer, right? And so when you're, when you're designing an event and when you're backing into whatever that event promise is, everything really starts with the offer. And when I say offer, I don't care what it is. I mean, if it's an offer of getting people to, to, to have, you know, potential uh, folks to date, right? I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Whatever that offer is, in our case, 
it would be our year-long program called Icon Maker. And so we have to design that offer first in terms of what goes into Icon Maker. We launch people's podcasts, we build their funnels, we create their online course, and we guide them over the course of, uh, of a year, right? And so when we have all of the pieces in place in terms of what goes into that Icon Maker program, then and only then can we back into how we build and structure the event itself so that it leads people to the natural conclusion of, I, I need to enroll in Icon Maker. Okay. Okay. So that you're building it literally around what that offer is going to be at the end of the event. Okay. All right. Now, I think one of the big lessons I've pulled out of this so far, just to reiterate, is the fact that actually the big, the, the thing you put that most people, the thing I would have thought of as the event promise is the, the, the headline structure on the sales page. And it's interesting to see actually, do you know, it's probably the flip of that. Is that, you know, with headlines, there's, you know, every copywriter has their 12 favorite headline strategies like <laughs> discover or how to, or who else wants to in the night. Yeah. Do you have a set of structures that you can just drop things into in order to create a promise? In other words, so, you know, for us listening to this now, how do I know that my, my event promise is correct? How do I know that that's the, the one? Is there a structure where you, where you would say, actually, do you know what? It has to have this and this in it? Well, again, it boils down to what... Let's take, it, let's take it a step backwards. First of all, you've got to be really, you've got to be really clear on who you are most compelled to serve. So, you know, I mean, if we're just kind of shooting at, at bats in the dark, that's one thing versus, you know, catching fish with the net out of a barrel, right? I mean, the, the idea here is whatever that event is that you're going to be creating, it is absolutely 100% dialed in to fulfill whatever the concerns or problems or pain points are of the people that you're most compelled to serve. Right. So once you understand who those people are, like for us, the, the core uh, group of people that, that I'm most compelled to serve are those who have a, a, a large mission message. They're, they're here to impact the world in, in a really powerful way. They have been given a gift, but they just feel like the world's best kept secret because they, they have this amazing talent. They have maybe the world's best products, programs, and services, but no one knows about them. So they're sitting there frustrated going, why is that person getting all of the attention when I know my stuff is as good, if not significantly better than theirs? You know, why are they being featured there? Why are they doing, you know, a million plus in revenue? Like all of those questions that go hand in hand with, the phone isn't ringing, the email box isn't being filled up. I'm sitting here as that world's best kept secret, right? So I know that those are the people who I am most compelled to serve to really help them share and monetize their what, as I call it. And that's from my book, What Is Your What? I mean, really what it is that they were born to do. And so how do they most easily share and monetize that, especially when, because revenue isn't being generated, or at least not enough revenue is being generated, you know, they can't just throw a million dollars at something and, and see what, you know, sticks on the wall there, right? So they have to be, they're, they're concerned about where they allocate their funds. And they don't have an endless, you know, uh, bank account or, you know, whatever trust fund to be able to tap into, right? So I know those are my people. And so when I'm talking to them, it's a very simple question and of something to the extent of, do you feel like the world's best kept secret, 
right? Are you blank, blank, blank? And, and so the bottom line is you have to use their language, not yours. Okay. This, like this thing gives you the perfect opportunity to create an event that stands out from everybody else. So if you look at the New Media Summit as its, as its big promise and you compare that to another podcasting event or a third podcasting event, they're all very, very different in terms of what they deliver. They've got promise. a direct promise. Yeah. I would love to dive in, Steve, into these pre-event trainings and how, I mean, if we're thinking about doing that right now, it could, it could be quite easy to think about how do we do that? How do we deliver it? How many should there be? Could you give us a little bit of insight as to what you guys are doing and what you found really effective? Yeah. So the, so the big payoff at the event is, uh, again, every attendee takes center stage. So every attendee takes center stage to pitch on who they are and what they do. And they get immediate feedback from the icons. And, uh, and we have a 100% track record of people coming to the event and getting booked on the spot. Right. So what we need to make sure of is that they show up to do their pitch. We need to make sure that they are prepared to do their pitch. We need to make sure that they're able to clearly articulate who they are and what they do and the value that they bring to the table. So what we do, and I'll just lay it out for you structurally here so it's clear, is we do four pre-event training sessions for the 150 attendees. Now, I would say on average, we get about 70 or so to show up live for those trainings. And for those who don't show up live, roughly 90% of them will then watch the recordings. So in other words, we end up with roughly 92, 93% of the attendees watching or participating in all of the pre-event training sessions. Wow. The, ones, the ones that don't, it's clearly apparent when they, when they show up and, and, you know, if we have time, we'll get into that. But what we do first and foremost, and, and so again, we do four pre-event training sessions and the first pre-event training session, obviously we talk about logistics. You want people to have a solid understanding of what the event is going to be. And we give them some homework in terms of, Hey, you know, the first thing that you need to do is you need to listen to the shows, right? So we give them a list of all the podcasts that will be there. So create that hit list. Who do you want to connect with? What shows do you really want to be on? Start listening to the shows, rate, review, subscribe to those shows and start jotting down notes. You know, what did you like about the episodes when you're in conversation with people and they will be in conversation with the attendee because there's no VIP rooms. There's no, uh, you know, green rooms. There's no iron curtain, like none of that. Everybody's in the same room together for the three full days there. And so the bottom line being, we have to prepare them for what's going to happen when they're sitting next to a podcaster whose show they want to be on, right? So we set the stage of go get your hit list, listen to these shows. So they get excited, right, about who they're going to meet. Well, what does that do? Well, number one, it obviously gets them familiar with the shows and it allows them to hone in on who they really want to connect with. But number two, it also then plants the seed that, well, I'm listening now I know them. Now I really want to meet them. Well, how are you going to meet them? Well, you're going to meet them when you show up, right? right. So again, the pre-event training sessions are all designed to get as close to 100% as possible you know, of, the, of the people who register to come to the event to show up. But now I know who they are. I have this hit list. I want to meet them. How do I fulfill on that? I have to be there, right? So training session number two we then shift to the media one sheet. And one of the bonuses that we give, and this is something that you could think about doing as well, which is what can you give 
to the attendees, to the people who have registered, that is going to be of immense value and will be just immediately usable at the event itself. And so in our case, what we do is our team actually creates for each attendee what's known as a media one sheet. What's a media one sheet? So a media one sheet is one piece of paper that clearly articulates who that person is. So it's got their picture, it's got a headline, their name, you know, a paragraph description, testimonials of people maybe who know them or maybe they've been on other shows, contact information, et cetera. But the main kicker of a media one sheet is that it lays out topics. So what are the topics that that person covers? And more specifically, what is the value add for the audience if that person shares those topics on the show? And so we go through the whole exercise of what's a great media one sheet and what do you need to have on that media one sheet? And we'll create that media one sheet for you. But reality is, if you really want to get that out into the hands of all of these podcasters, you have to come with your media one sheets in hand and put them out on our display tables, right? Because we have display tables in alphabetical order where everybody puts their media one sheets. And so not only do all the podcasters review all those media one sheets, well, guess what? So do all of the attendees. Yeah. So they're not only getting booked on the 40 odd shows from the podcasters, the 150 attendees, they also have platforms in their own right. Some of them have podcasts, blogs, social media channels, YouTube channels, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. So they're not only gaining visibility opportunities from the podcasters, but also from the 150 attendees that are in attendance, right? So that's why you have to come to the event, right? Because we're going to, that's where you're going to be able to display your media one sheet and the podcasters get it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so, I love that. I mean, Steve, what I, what I think is amazing about those two bits is you've got this like emotional excitement that they've already emotionally invested in, like meeting their hero kind of thing, because they've emotionally invested in that. Secondly, you've now made them do some work. So now they're doing some work, which evokes the psychological principle of commitment and consistency. Like I've put the time and effort into making my one sheet. So I don't want to waste my time and my effort because that's valuable. So I'm going to show up to that thing. It's basically given them more psychological reasons to show up, but is there also an element of this which um, which sort of prepares them and overcomes an objection to attending the event? I know the first one you said there's, there's a bit where it sort of tells them logistical stuff, but what about the confidence of actually having to do a presentation in front of a, a room full of strangers? I mean, for some people, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say, that's the follow-up, right? So now we have pre-event training sessions numbers three and numbers four mm-hmm. and number four. And so the idea there is now we get into what does a great pitch sound like? What does a great pitch feel like? What need, what are the elements of a really great pitch? And, and frankly, we, we actually suggest that they do it in a minute because they have two minutes of stage time. And we suggest that they have one minute for the pitch and leave one minute for feedback or additional questions so they can begin digging deeper. And so, yeah, that's, that's where the rubber really, really meets the road there because we then spend the next two training sessions going through how do you create a great pitch and then giving people the opportunity to test their pitch. Huh. And we've got this really robust Facebook community of, um, of, of, well, past attendees who have come to the New Media Summit. And then, of course, the current attendees 
who will be coming to the next summit. And we encourage them to post their media one cheese for feedback, to post a video of themselves doing the pitch and getting feedback. And <clears throat> that community is, is really, really, really engaged. And so what ends up happening is, is then there's another reason to attend is now I've got all of these, well, friends. Now I, I know yep. a lot of the people already who are going to be there. They've been providing feedback to, to my pitch and I've been looking at their pitch and looking at their media one sheets. And so it's very, very circular. And now you feel like you're not walking into a room full of strangers. You're now looking forward to meeting friends. That's, that's amazing. This is really, really cool. Now, we're going to go ahead and interrupt proceedings very quickly to play our little game here on the episode. Now, here's how it works. My colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him. He's going to sing a song for you now, Steve. You'll be delighted to hear. But he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British pub singer. Oh, you're welcome. Now, that means that some of the words will be hard to understand. When I say some of them, I mean all of them. And uh, some of the tune. And your job, Steve, and dear listeners, listeners at home is simply to guess what song Kennedy is going to sing. So I've just put the lyrics on the screen. Yeah. So you know that one? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Good. I don't know if I can sing it. It doesn't but matter you, anyway. But you've heard the song. Okay, great. In that case, uh, Steve, listen carefully. And Kennedy, take it away. That was the chorus there. That was pretty good as well. Yeah, thanks, that mate. was Thank pretty you. good. I was quite impressed. Steve, have you got that? Do you, can you figure uh, it out? No, no, no. I'm out. No clue. <laughs> that was a very committed out, though. It was, yeah, he wasn't even on the fence. He wasn't even going to, like, eh, it could be something. I'm, I'm going to give it a go. No, he's like Kennedy. Yeah, no, terrible. No. That, <laughs> was in, uh, that was, in fact, Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen. Oh, it doesn't sound like Caribbean Queen when he, when he sings it. So. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 didn't get, I, I, I didn't get Caribbean Queen out of that one, no. no. <laughs> I want to know something about these, these pre-show, these pre-show pre, pre-event trainings. And that is, do you advertise that that's part of the, the value of the training for people who, before they buy tickets? Or is that more like a surprise thing? No, we, so we go, you know, just we're straight up with that right out of the gate in terms of just talking uh, very clearly about what we include with their registration. As a matter of fact, we include um, several things, right? Number one, they get the, the pre-event training sessions with, which people have told us, uh, told us consistently that the pre-event training sessions are absolutely worth the registration fee and then some right. on their own without the event, without the event. So uh, yeah, we definitely tell them about that. We also then of course tell them that we give uh, we give them and create for them a, a media one sheet. Uh, we also give them the ultimate directory of podcasters and we give them a lifetime listing on perfect podcast guests. And so, yeah, we're, we're very clear about the bonuses as they get. Okay. So there's no, they're not like a hidden surprise. They're like an overcome the objection of even registering in the first place. I think that's just a massive thing. Absolutely love it. I love that. There's lots of game changing things here right, when it comes to running live events. A ton of stuff that's gone through my mind actually in terms of how I've done things in the past and how I would do it differently going forward. Yeah. Really. That pre-event thing, I've, I've heard about it before, but like really getting how Steve's doing that and where it fits into, like, it's not just about adding more value and giving them more stuff to learn, but it's, it's actually compelling them to show up and it has like an additional, additional modus operandi, I suppose. I love it. Now, Steve, we're now going to jump over into what we lovingly refer to as the quick fire round. Hey, you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers podcast now on your podcast player. Steve, what's a book you'd recommend? 
Uh, well, much like your version of Caribbean Queen, uh, I would say that you're not necessarily going to understand everything in it, but it's a really powerful read. Uh, I got to go really old school on that, which uh, would be As a Man Thinketh. Mm, very cool. What's one of your top success habits? Something that you do daily, weekly, or just regularly? Uh, I, you know, as, as odd as this might sound, uh, sleep. You know, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of getting the eight plus in. and well, Every day. <laughs> every day, every day. <laughs> Which entrepreneur or marketer is it that you look up to? Yeah, right. Um, you know, I, uh, I've had the, the privilege of knowing Russell Brunson uh, for a number of years and watching what him and Dave and the crew over there have done with, uh, with ClickFunnels. So I, I, I got to say, in this world anyway, uh, big fan of what Russell's doing. Great. What are some of your favorite apps that you really rely on and you think everybody listening should know about? Yeah, I'm not your guy on that. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm still not on InstaChat or Snapagram or whatever it's called. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> what about like internally? Do you use like a favorite communications tool or anything like that? Yeah, there's this thing called, um, what is it? It's texting. So you can, actually just, you, can, you can now just send messages to people. It's pretty cool. Mind blowing. Wow. Imagine. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what real life... Person to person communication. That sounds like a dream. All right, fine. I'll, I'll give I'll give you one. I'll give you one. You I mean you're probably familiar with this. I don't I'm not the guy to go to for all this newfangled stuff, but uh but I have been digging on Otter. Uh Otter you heard about this just the other week. Really recently. Otter is yeah. new to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like text to talk or whatever kind of thing you just talk into and it transcribes it or you record stuff. I mean it's yeah, I'm 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 a fan of that one. Wow. Okay, big important question. Who do you like more? Redhead Rob or platinum head Kennedy? Uh, you know, I mean, I think somewhere in there, there, there there's probably a, a pink haired John or someone that I'd probably hang more with, but you know, it's, uh, it works. Uh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> right there in the middle. Finally, where can people go to find out more about you and everything you're doing, Steve? Well, uh, certainly we've been talking a lot about the new media summit. So I'd suggest starting there newmediasummit.net. Uh, is the site newmediasummit.net. Uh, but, you know, we're on a podcast. And if you like podcasts, then love for you to hang out with me either on Reinvention Radio or Beyond Eight Figures. Love, love it. it. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. It's been great hanging out. YouTube, bud. So there you go. Ooh, An I event like promise. I it's like not that. the same thing as the headline on the, the Discover. Like Who else that. wants to on the top of the page? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I used it like over the over the top like everybody else did I think mm-hmm. That's, which is why it's broken now really good episode what a good guy Steve is as well obviously he just sees loads of podcasters all the time pitch at his events and stuff like that so he's got a lot of knowledge there and having that big promise I really love that idea Here's a big promise for you. If you want to learn things about email marketing, then you should go and check out our brand new podcast. It's been going for a little while now, massively popular. So thank you for all of the good feedback from those folks who are listening to both podcasts at the same time. Uh, But you can go and check it out if you haven't already. Just search for The Email Marketing Show. It's really hard to say that without singing the theme tune. The Email Marketing Show on all of your favorite podcast players and on the Tube of You as well. Totally do that. And if you didn't follow along with the show notes, as we said at the top of the episode, then you'll find them, all the takeaways, all the links to what Steve was chatting on about over at blog.responsesuite.com slash zero. So this must, be, this must be the bottom of the episode. Yes. And on that note, we'll see you later. Bye. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.